Welcome to Slow and Steady, a podcast where you get to follow along as we figure out how to build and run a SaaS. I'm Brian. And I'm Benedict. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we work on our products and keep the lights on with consulting. Today is February 12th, and I'm feeling happy. This is episode number 28, and I am feeling spent. What? Ooh, did Let's... you party too hard? <laughs> we did the, the the birthday party was it it was a it was amazing it was really really great um had people f like friends from all like different parts of my life and different communities and the talks were so fascinating like i mean it, it really uh, it really came off it was it was cool it was cool. so no one no one tried to troll you Uh, no, okay. Nobody trolled me, but, uh, but one of the guys who talked is my friend Richard, who I've mentioned on this podcast many times. So he and his wife flew in from Vegas and he, he delivered a talk, um, about just the, the, the benefits of family history and how there's all these studies that show knowing your family history creates more resilient Uh, mentality. Uh, he, he cited a study of these research of 48 kids um, who knew some specific uh, answers about their family history and those who didn't and their resilience against difficult circumstances in their life. Like it's, it was really awesome. And so that's, that's how we like set up the talk. Okay. Um, and I'll also say like the, the startup that we worked at together was, it was in family history and, and genealogy. It was in that industry. Anyway, and so then after he kind of after he sets after he set it up like that, he just he started going down this uh you know telling this this family history. Like he started, you know, way back, forget what year, but you know, um 17 something uh and mentioned, you know, this this person. Let's let's start here with Reverend John Mitchell who came, you know, At, at the age of 11, arrived in the United States alone without his parents. And he, you know, da, 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 fought in the Revolutionary War, shared some things. Said, And then he lived in Virginia. And then his son, so-and-so. And then his daughter, so-and-so. And then her daughter, so-and-so. And just like they lived in Virginia. Then they lived in West Virginia. And then Kentucky. And he kept going. And, and right at the point where it was like, where, where exactly is, is Richard going with this thing? He puts up a photo of my great great grandma or my great grandma, and and he says, and then so, and then that, and and she had Maudie Posey, and she had Mary Mary Posey, my grandma, and she had Mary Talent, and Mary Talent had Brian Ray, and so like he the reveal was that he had he traced my family history back to this person who came to the United States as an 11 year old, fought in the Revolutionary War. And like the the room was just like jaws were on the ground. <laughs> My wife gasped so loud. We were both bawling. It was just like, are you kidding me? Did that just happen in real life? It was. It, it was one of the. It was. It was just such an amazing moment. It was. It was wild. And the and the cool thing, like I'm not sure if I've mentioned it here before. My wife and I went to elementary school together. We are from this tiny town, Paris, Texas, and we've known each other for most of our lives. And so, he and his wife had done all this research, and they. He was like putting up after 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 the reveal. Then he starts talking about how we grew up, 
And he has all these newspaper clippings of Laura and I in the same newspaper at the same time. And just like, you know, you like these scholastic competitions we were a part of. Dude, it was it was crazy. It was it was really amazing. That sounds amazing. Yeah. It was like, just like someone putting it putting in that amount of work to <laughs> yeah. like basically dig all that up. I remember one of my grandparents, uh, my grandfather was very much into this stuff like researching mm -hmm. family history. Mm -hmm. But like He probably took years to uncover the stuff. <laughs> and I have, a, I have a feeling that your friend Richard didn't plan this for a couple of years. No, no. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it was amazing. It was, it was really, really meaningful. Um, and the, and the rest of the, the rest of the party was, was awesome as well. So, um, yeah. Anyway. Glad no, it worked no. out. That, that sounds like a really interesting party. Yeah, it was cool. Something different for, for a change. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. But, well, why are you? We'll, we'll talk about. Uh, I, I am not feeling spent because of my birthday party. It was awesome. We'll talk about <laughs> that in a little bit. What's got you feeling happy? Um, we basically, or I basically um, went full circle with the in app messaging yesterday and uh, integrated um, our own little widget into our own UI. So now you can like actually send a broadcast to our user list users and it will show up right there in yes. your in your window because yes. it's the same app nice. <laughs> and that's quite exciting and then also we decided to like we have this um fake sample application that we do use for all our demos mm -hmm. and we decided to actually start building a small ui for it and um we did that yesterday and then today I integrated uh, the in-app messaging in there as well So now we have like a fake yeah. mini app where you can click buttons and do stuff and it will show I, you in-app messaging yes, in there. I got to test so it's it. it's quite exciting. I, it's quite exciting that it's finally coming together and working and... And looking um, gorgeous. Working great. I already talked to... Oh, thank you. I already talked to one of our customers and he's his plan was to test it today. Didn't quite okay. get to it. Maybe, maybe he can test it tomorrow. Uh -huh. I will be the first like outside person to try to integrate it uh -huh. and that would be a good good test and yeah just excited it's coming together that is really fantastic does does it feel um <laughs> you said that that y'all have an internal deadline are you ready to share it yet or is it still we have a uh next tuesday we have a basically a go no go okay decision date and Let's. I. I wait. Okay. Like what we decide then, uh, and then uh, basically once we are go for launch, then I'm happy to share. Yeah, it, share. But, cool. All right. Um, I have a slight feeling that we probably delayed a little bit longer mm -hmm. because we're still not like the thing is working somewhat, but it still needs a little bit of polishing. There's some, some styling issues and small stuff like that, and then also there's a ton of work to do to just like marketing prepare marketing material for the launch like record new videos update yeah. knowledge base yeah and i have a feeling like um the time we we have set aside between the go no go date and the launch date is probably not not enough to get mm -hmm. all that shipped mm -hmm. so yeah we'll see yeah good luck man but it's only weeks away it's not um, not no longer months away <laughs> Yeah, good deal. Hey, the thing we didn't talk about last week was uh, Indie Hackers was kind of giving y'all some love on your office hours. Uh, thing yeah, that you've been uh, doing. Last, How'd uh, that go? last week's office hours, 
were were nice, but surprisingly not as many people attended as the one before. Oh, interesting. Like it's it's, it's kind of I don't know, it's kind of weird. Like it's hard to predict how many people would yeah. show up. Like, yeah, I think we had one with eight, and we had ones with just one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah. always it's always a surprise. You never yeah. know until until you're there and see how many people show up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jane was also on the Indiacas podcast. That was yeah. quite quite cool as well. Um, like like just listening to the interview for myself already made me realize again that. Uh, He's just a great co-founder to work with. Yeah, <laughs> I'm <Yes>. very honored. <laughs> and uh, but I, like also the the feedback from other people about this interview was pretty pretty great. And I think a couple or like one or two people mentioned that they started a trial uh, because they listened to the to the interview. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, that was cool. I was going to ask if if there was a a noticeable uptick in visits or trials. I think a small uptick in trials, um, but it's really noticeable in like website visitors. Like, yeah. there's a real spike mm-hmm. in the graph. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, at the same time we started doing some paid advertising. So f- at first it was like, ah, the paid ads are working. But <laughs> when you look closer, it was like, ah, no, it was the podcast interview. <laughs> yeah. Funny, yeah, not those channels. Um. What else? It's like you got a big, got a big customer. Yeah, that's already something that happened a couple of weeks ago. But we got a new customer who's also a listener of the podcast, and they happen to be our like largest customer yet on the mm-hmm. enterprise plan. So, want to give a shout out to Aaron. Nice. Hi, Aaron. Thanks for <laughs> signing up. <laughs> We're happy to have you as a customer, and I uh, hope you you're happy with the product so far. Um, so that was exciting. Um, like we really celebrated that because, um, but they they have like by far the most users in their database, and I think importing them took like thirty minutes for them. So I'm okay. also pretty happy about our setup. It didn't fall over. It handled the load and uh, it's it happily yeah. happily processing all the things since then. So oh. that's exciting. Good deal. So what's going on with you? Oh. You're not spent because of the party. <laughs> so what what else Man, is going on? Yeah, I I I guess I am just Yeah, where to even start other than to say like it January uh January was you know by design um and also by coincidence just on the consulting revenue side of things was was way down. Um and so uh which, you know, would man where'd even i'd even tie all of this together which would have been fine if along that way february we're we're setting up to to be you know a an an average um an average month as well well it's it's not um and the the pipeline is like the pipeline is very dry and so Mm. um you know i i it feels like you know, the, the shift from doing design and development work, like, um, that being the core, like, or what, what I primarily get hired for shifting from that over to more of the product consulting strategy advice, you know, side of things, um, like just super, super clunky did, did, has not, Mm. you know, has not worked frankly. Um, and so that has just never really hit its stride. 
So, um, yeah, so financial conversations are happening, you know, over here at the Ray house. Um, Mm -hmm. and like, yeah, we've got, we've got a, we've got a runway set aside for this. Um, but it's, it's also, I, I'm not going to wait until the runway is, (laughs) you know, until we're at the end of it to start thinking, okay, it's time to start putting feelers out there. Like tried. Did, did this for a while. I mean, it's two and a half years now. Um, but, uh, yeah. Is it the first time that the pipeline's kind of dry since you started out? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. It was, Mm, you know, it's always tough. Yeah. And I think also it's just, it's easier. It is just easier to pitch and sell. We'll build your app, you know, like, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I need one of those. Um, we'll, we'll do it for you. Um, and so just in trying to, to shift away from doing less production work, um, and you know, more strategy work that has just been really difficult, uh, at the same time of trying to figure out how to, uh, how to build, (laughs) how to build and run a SaaS. um, Mm at the same time as being self-employed, like I, I am just really struggling with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess I would, how much run- go ahead. May I ask yeah. like how much runway do you have? Like how many weeks, months? Oh, I'm, I mean, there's, well, let me, let me just do the actual, okay. In act in, in savings, like ready to spend, um, like a good six months. Like that's, okay. that's the full, but that's not how much I am willing to like, let me, let me like set, put that distinction sure. there too. Um, you know, it's an emergency <laughs> liquid fund, not yeah. a, um, willing to, willing to burn this all the way down fund. Absolutely. Um, and so there's, there's a difference between, you know, what, what we have there to use, uh, and how much I'm willing to spend of it. And how much I'm willing to spend of it, like, you know, two more, two, three more months of, you know, and, and if, and if projects come through and like it, it bumps it up a little bit and, you know, it can, you know, even like have, have some good months and replenish it. Like that's all definitely possible. I'm just, just wanting for the sake of being open and transparent and sharing the like real facts of this journey, Yeah, you know. Right now, the conversation is, okay, what what are we going to, what's this looking like right now? Okay, right now it looks like it's not sustainable. And so, um, if next month looks like this month, then this is not, this is not going to continue to work. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's still good that it's not like a hair on fire situation that you need to like get some work tomorrow <laughs> and like have to make any like kind of stupid decisions on what yeah. you work on yeah um, so yeah it, yeah it's not a it's not a hair on fire situation that i need to um find a like pull the cord on this and find a full-time job tomorrow it does feel a close to hair on fire i need to find a way to make whatever my to make my offerings pull in some freaking income for March mm-hmm. like yeah it, yeah that it yeah, feels absolutely. like a uh 
it feels like the alarms are going off to me. <laughs> and are you set on like uh, continuing the the product consulting route? Like of uh, I feel like that's just, you... I, I feel like I just have to be as objective as possible and say that's broken. You okay. know. Um, so my choices are rev what feels like reverting and being like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm a developer with some design chops and I know product. I can build your app, which I yeah. don't want to do. Um, <laughs> but maybe I have to like get over yeah. it, Brian. Um, that's, that's choice one. The other is that, I mean, there are, there are opportunities on the horizon and on the like remote training and coaching front. I've been talking to um, a handful of people who are well known, don't want to share anything publicly yet. Um, and about like pairing up on some stuff and being a part of their consulting network to do, uh, remote training and co coaching. Um, mm -hmm. that would be amazing, but you know, those things take a little bit of time to, to develop and come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. And there's the, there's the sense within me that the, the pivot to focusing on, on remote work, uh, and the, tr and the traction that I've been getting there and seeing like it, shoot, it may have come on, may have come along a little too late mm -hmm. this time. Yeah. Around. Yeah. Do you think it's, There's a possibility to like just take on one like development project, <laughs> like one small one that like to bridge the yeah. gap between between now and yeah. when the other stuff uh, yes closes or whatever. Yeah, I I think um, the answer is yes. Like if I'm sitting here saying okay, this it's it's alarm time like get, get creative think through all the options you know for sure the one of the most likely routes is to go back to my you know um happy clients uh mm -hmm. and and see if they have work or ask for referrals you know in the same line yeah um, yeah and, so that's your backup plan of sorts like Do you think you can drum up with something with your existing clients there? Well, yeah, that should probably just not even be my backup plan, but like my exist, like my current, <laughs> what am I okay. doing for the rest of this week? Um, go, yeah, like drum, get drumming up some February and March business um, while I allow these, like where I want to take the business while I allow it to continue to, um, kind of flower. Mm -hmm. Um, so it just, man, like it's not, it, yeah. it's the, it is the, it's the psychological part of it, dude. Um, absolutely. I totally know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> We've, those are the worst times when you like, you just ran out of work or maybe like, I think that one of the hardest parts with consulting and like doing stuff on the side is, exactly those moments where you like decide to take a month off and focus on this other thing. Yeah. And then yep. getting get consulting business up to speed again, that's the hardest part yeah. ever. Like once it's kind of running and you have like contracts flowing and maybe can just like renew the existing contracts and stuff like yeah. that, that's, that's kind of easy, yeah. but like starting from a, a total stop and getting back going with anything consulting wise is always a big struggle so, yeah yeah and so. it's there's it so many traps to fall into as well like i remember 
I've been going through phases like this a couple times in the past. And I remember one of the first times when I basically said yes to the first thing that like knocked at my door and it was a shitty project and I hated it. And a day later, <laughs> a really amazing project came along and I wasn't able to commit to it because like I already agreed to the other thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. always, but like, not sure if it really helps, but from my past experience, like some project comes along at a, like every time, at like the right moment. Y- yeah. You just, you're stressed out and then usually something comes up and maybe, maybe if it's not like the first one, that's like kind of great and just say no and wait a little longer and the second one or the third one will be a good one. Yeah. It, it always works out. Yeah. I think hopefully <laughs> yeah no hopefully like i'm not i'm not calling it um but uh you know speaking of the super bowl from last week or the week before whatever it like it definitely feels like being down by 10 with eight minutes to play here yeah um yeah. and the chiefs won but it was a pretty yeah, remarkable it, it's not it was a remarkable it's not comeback. impossible <laughs> yeah the uh the other i think the other metaphor i was thinking through is my wife and i've been watching this incredible show on it's on hulu and amazon prime both it's called alone and Mm -hmm. uh it's actually a history channel reality show um but it's not like your you know it's not like a typical reality show (laughs) um so what they what they do is they take these 10 people and they drop them in the middle of the wilderness uh this one's like actually on in vancouver island and uh which is just has brutal weather they drop them all by themselves with like 10 items and then the game is to see who can last out there the longest Mm -hmm. and um it's just this amazing you know demonstration of ingenuity and survival skills but mostly psychology and uh and it's just so fun like we're we we've been watching this one season and these people are just like oh they're they're doing amazing and like one by one, they're dropping off and whoever's in like fourth place or, or like one of the last four is just like beating themselves up. Like, ah, oh, I just don't want to be a quitter. Da, 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 da. And I'm shouting at the screen. You've done good. Stop. Th- like you don't have to win. You tried. You're awesome. And, um, and I was just thinking about that last night. I was like, am I just like beating myself up here thinking that I got to take this all the way to the end? When you know what, I I gave it a really good run, um, and like the consulting business, yeah, yeah, entirely. Or, okay, yeah, no, so like actually that, thinking it, about quitting. <laughs> well, like gave gave it a good run in terms of trying to be self employed and mm-hmm. spin up a a SaaS business. It's really, really, okay, really, really, yeah. really, really hard. Yeah, yeah and yeah. you know what. I I might I might be approaching the end of my run, um, mm-hmm. and I might just need a break and go back to civilization <laughs> for a little <laughs> bit, get a shower and some dinner, um, and and then I'll be back. Uh, so I I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know which <laughs> which side of this balance beam it's gonna it's gonna land on. Yeah. I- I think it's totally fine. I mean, the same way, 
like I'm currently like going full time on the on the product mm -hmm. business, I think it's yeah. also it's also okay to just like go full time on the consulting thing and just like mm -hmm. not try to do anything else on the side. And maybe then a couple of months later get back to it or maybe try another thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, yep. But like you mentioned um, uh, Jane's interview on Indie Hackers. Uh, one of the things she mentioned was like persistence is also a key element of making yeah. these things successful. Yes, so totally. It's easy to give up way too early. So totally. No, uh, I, I I don't think you should. I don't think you should quit entirely <laughs> just yet. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I can totally see like the the need to just like yeah get back to consulting, make some good money, uh, build up the buffer a little bit more, and then mm -hmm. maybe give it another run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So or, and and just raise your rates as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The old. The old charge more advice. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and I know it's not e not always that easy. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see, we'll see, man. Um, let's see. I guess the other thing, like we don't want to take too much time. Maybe like we're like take seven, ten minutes here just to kind of chat about the other cool thing that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I published that you know, article, the, the Joel test for remote teams, um, and yeah. shared it around with a bunch of folks that I've interviewed for the podcast and shared it with some people I'd been, uh, kind of doing some customer discovery work and people were really liking it. Um, it's like getting some fantastic feedback. Derek Reimer, uh, was really kind and, uh, shared it, like got a nice yeah. uptick, a uptick of traffic and yeah. So it's, it's really, it was really encouraging. Yeah, like who mentioned it last week as well. But yeah. I noticed after the recording that we never really talked about like <laughs> the actual questions in there. Yeah. So maybe it's a good idea if we just like talk about the content a little bit, okay. not just like yeah, we can give it. What a, are you doing there? Yeah, we don't have to go super in depth on on all the bullets, but we can go over it. Yeah, so it's like twelve questions, right? It'll, I think it's um, eleven right 11? now. Yeah, and we um, count. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, it's eleven. It's eleven. the The original is twelve. Um, yeah, but, uh, didn't feel like I needed to create something I didn't believe in just to match it. So, <laughs> at how least at you, this point, at this point, like, how did you come up with those twelve questions or eleven questions? It it it, it uh, you know for six months osmosis um, <laughs> and just observing <laughs> and talking to people, and then okay. you know noticing patterns of okay. If if you were to if you were to absolutely just start and say I'm going to do if if you do these things and you don't even need to do them perfectly, um, yeah. you you can get to more optimal over time. But if you are you just at least doing these things, um, and I'll just list them real quick. Do you have a company handbook? Do you have a communications guide? Do you always turn on video for calls? Do you record and share all hands meetings? Does everyone dial in to video calls on a separate screen? Do you enable work visibility and sharing work as a default process? Do you share working hours and normalize ignoring notifications outside of working hours? Do you screen for self-motivation and communication during hiring? Do you provide a co-working or home office stipend? Do you schedule time for team socialization? And do you at least do you have at least one on-site per year? 
So if you're a remote team and you're doing all 11 of those things, you are way, way, way above average. Um, mm-hmm. So what do you feel like, um, if I remember correctly in the Joel test, there's something like you should have at least like a yes to 10 of the 12 answers or yeah. something like that. Do you have, yeah. is there a threshold in your test as well? That's a good question. So he, yeah, his is like 12, 12, obviously perfect. 11 tolerable and 10 or below. He's like, you're, you've got trouble. Um, <laughs> I, I would probably say, say similar. Like if you're doing, mm-hmm. if you're doing nine of these, then you're probably still above average, but you are going to run into trouble. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, like that's, that's kind of where I'm, where I'm starting. And what do you feel like is so, some, yeah, go, go ahead. I, I was going to say, and, and similarly, like the thing that I was trying to keep myself from doing too much is like, do you have a company handbook and, and putting these like things onto it? You know, the, the Joel, the Joel test as he wrote it is super helpful because it is just yes or no and like start somewhere mm. like do do you use version control okay yes or no like it's not do you use version control and follow this particular git flow and have these policies in place for branching like you yeah. can get into yeah. minutia on every single one no doubt the, oh, util- the utility here is yes or no and if you're a no and you probably are on a few just fix those like mm-hmm. start there um yeah, where you it probably you, also makes it easier to to just adapt it. Like uh, it's always intimidating if you have like a long to do list of things you need to figure out, and this way it's only like twelve things, and if you're lucky, you already ticked off half of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you feel like is the most important one? Like the most important of those questions, you should uh, definitely have a yes answer to. I mean, I the the thing that I'm now thinking through and and analyzing on it is, uh, I think it depends on your company size, um, mm. which is to say, like at a company of three, do you it like do you have to have a company handbook yet? Um, mm-hmm. Like it's probably okay if you don't it's probably also going to happen that as you grow, you continue to put it off and then it is going to become a problem. So if you can do it Mm -hmm. now while you're slow, that while you're small, then yeah, go ahead and do it. Um, But, you know, do do you have a company handbook when you're a a company of, of three versus a company of 20? Like Mm -hmm. there, the, the importance there is, is I think definitely different. Um, Same thing with recording and sharing all hands meetings like you should be doing that as a small as a small team so that when you do bring people on board you've got those things archived not that you would make somebody sit down and go back and watch 40 hours worth of company (laughs) meetings but like if 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 large if big decisions like pivotal moments happen in company history you're able to refer back to it and have that archive like that's just something you ought to do Mm. um yeah, so that's that is to answer the question. I'm not trying to like be dodgy, but like I do believe yeah. strongly that the answer is it depends on company size. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so yeah, I I, I would yeah, I, I'd think though the one that as I look back on why did why did my previous startup struggle so much with remote work? Man, I, I feel like it a lot of it had to do with communicate having a communications guide. Like, I do think that that is something important, even if you're a super tiny team, um, as setting expectations of, you know, response time in a given, in a given channel, um, 
and where should particular types of requests go and let's all agree to it and do it no matter what. If one person is constantly thinking that people should be responding on Slack and another person is subconsciously like, I think we should be a calm company and use email and you haven't talked mm-hmm. about that and codified it, that, yeah. that that matters no matter how small you are. And so yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's where my thinking is at right now on on these. Always helps to have everyone on the same page, and yeah. I guess the communications guide kind of solves that at least in part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Well, and, and because you know, c- communications is a number one or number two struggle. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. no matter what, <laughs> and so getting getting at least something in place there, I think, is important no matter your size. Yeah. 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 You don't have to, you don't have to tell me, uh, online, but I'm curious how user list scores. <laughs> um, I mean, I can answer them real quick. Like we don't have a handbook. We, we kind of have like a document with shared values. Does okay. that count? I don't know. Um, we don't really have a communications guide. Because, yeah, we're just in Slack all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We always turn on video for calls. So mm-hmm. we at least score one yes. Do record and share all hands meetings. Um, sometimes when we think it's an important conversation, okay. but like not all of them. Okay. Uh, does everyone dial into video calls on a separate screen? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That absolutely because there's no way we <laughs> can share a screen. Yeah. There's no conference room <laughs> with six people for marketing. Yeah. 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 Do uh, you ena- do you enable work visibility and sharing as a default process? We recently yeah, started doing this. Uh, we don't really have stand-ups, okay. but we have a like the weekly meeting mm-hmm. with Jane and I, where we basically talk about what we're doing this week. Okay, so that's kind yep. of that. That's a yes. And we also introduced a a progress channel where we basically give an update. Almost every day about like what we did today, what we accomplished today, and what's like totally. moving forward. Totally. Um, and we had that in the past, but it was kind of hard to keep up when you're like not doing it full time. Mm-hmm. Basically, like, yeah, do a small thing there and a small thing here, and then yeah. you forget to post it. And so, yeah. But now yeah. that we're full time, we're we're doing this again. And it's quite nice. Yeah. Um, do you share working hours and normalize ignoring notifications outside of working hours? Uh, yeah, we kind of share working hours a little bit. Um, How do you do that? Well, we have like both Jane and I have our like working times and they kind of overlap a little bit. Okay. Like Jane works a little bit later than I am, um, but she's also two hours ahead. So it kind of, okay. It kind of works out. Yep. Um, <laughs> do you screen for self-motivation and communication during hiring? I guess we did in a way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but le- yeah, we're not hiring at the moment. Well, do you you're provide both, a co-working? You're both, you're both self-motivated in that you've worked, you work for yourself. So I think that was a, yeah, uh, yeah. That was a self-selecting thing there. We, yeah, agreed. And we did this, um, brand sprint ahead of time where we, also made sure that our values kind of align and our mm-hmm. goals kind of align. So mm-hmm. I count it as a half yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you provide a co-working home office stipend? No. <laughs> so you you work in a you're in an office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's coming out of 
Benedict's personal funds. Yeah. 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 That's that's my yeah, my personal luxury. Yeah. Jane works from home, so she doesn't have have an office. She, I think she has a dedica- dedicated office at home. Uh-huh. So that maybe counts as well. Yeah. Um do you schedule time for team socialization? Huh. Well, we do the fun facts question at the beginning of our talks, like where we talk, like have a list of fun facts that we like cool. ask and then talk about. It's always some, usually something weird, and sometimes yeah. we don't have good answers. But some goofy at times there, are, yeah, so, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Like what was it this week? Yeah, this last week was, um, or this week was. What's the best thing you bought this year? Which is kind of hard in <laughs> answering that question in February, but like we managed to talk about something. Where where do you where do those come from? Uh, I just googled them at some okay. point, like uh, uh, fun facts or conversation starter questions, uh-huh. and there are tons and tons of lists out there, and we yeah, just like totally. copied the ones that sound interesting into a to-do list and then check them off like That's one cool. or two per week. <laughs> so before yeah, so before you start a like business oriented call you start with one of those yeah 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 we that's start perfect. One of the, and sometimes it turns like in a half hour conversation and exactly up all the meeting time <laughs> that's yeah but it's it's a good way to get to know each other for sure um and do you have at least one on-site <laughs> per year yes actually we do we just never managed to get the three of us into one place like mm. that never happened yeah. <laughs> okay so, so I, how, I I lost count. I counted was seven, like four or five, seven. I oh, count, that's better than a. Or I may have counted six. Actually, I can't remember if, if I had already ticked, uh, given a yes on uh, on your onsite or not. Um, but uh, yeah, so it seemed like the the handbook, the the hiring one. Um, I mean. Just be sure you actually, yeah. When that comes, when that comes around, um, yeah, and start recording your all hands. Can mm-hmm. Knock that out quick and beef up your handbook and communications guide, and you'll be mm-hmm. well above average. There might be way. a product with with like record and share all hands meetings. Uh huh. I have a feeling that just putting those in the Dropbox doesn't cut it. Like. Yeah, I feel like, like like what and it, honestly, I haven't researched this, but one thing that came up with basically all remote setups in the past at some point was like documenting decisions and being able to refer back to them at some point. Yep. And like the hard thing is like deciding is easy, but documenting is also kind of easy. But then like being able to dig it up like six mm-hmm. months later and mm-hmm. come up with a like figure out why we decided that way that's yeah. always it's always a struggle yeah i mean that's the the thing that everybody knows about meetings is ha- you, we need to have an agenda going in you know like yeah. everybody prefers that but it's it requires additional time and people already dislike meetings mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah but good meeting etiquette is have an agenda going in have somebody take minutes as it's happening and then mm-hmm. have somebody document the outcomes of the meeting and like yep. Those are things that ought to go into some like company wiki or, you know, guide somewhere mm-hmm. that can be referred to. And yeah. in addition to like text writing out those outcomes, link to the recorded meeting and boom, there you go. Like that is yeah. 
Yeah. That will lead to better outcomes. It just requires more rigor. More work. Yeah. Yeah. You should probably do that. (laughs) Too lazy. (laughs) If there were a good way to automate that sort of... I mean, it's not that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, good meeting practices. Pay dividends down the road. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of stuff we can improve, I guess. Like, yeah. I know there's a lot of stuff we should improve, but (laughs) there's also so much other stuff. There's also just, there's always stuff to do. Cool. Well, all right. I, uh, yeah, enjoyed this one, man. Yeah, me too. Anything, uh, anything else we need to talk about before we let it go? Um, one more question. Like, Shoot. what's, what's a good job you'd take? Like a consulting <laughs> gig. Like if uh, someone's listening and they're thinking like, Hey, I want to hire Brian. What does he offer? I hmm. uh, yeah. I What's think, your pitch? <laughs> well, I I do think that just even in this conversation and it, and in talking this through, talking it through with my wife last night and realizing, yeah, for whatever reason, like the customer interview product strategy, like that total side of it, just it's broke. So stop trying to push it. And what what is the thing that I do really well? Um, that draws on all of my experience. It's that I have a design background with strong development chops and senior level product understanding. And so, yeah, early, early stage startups who need somebody to wear multiple hats and provide like do production work and provide some strategic guidance across all three of those, you know, all three of those functions. That's, that's what I do really well. And so Mm -hmm. maybe there's a, there's, uh, yeah a, a, if someone a, re- if someone a reframing like, hey. of that yeah so if you want to hire brian uh slow steady pot or hello <laughs> at startups um slow and steady podcast.com yes or i'm not sure why i'm always thinking that about startups for the rest of us like, <laughs> yeah so that's in, awesome it's find, so baked into us, my head find find us at startups for the rest of us podcast it's just like I'm listening to that podcast way too much. I don't know if you can listen to that one too much. <laughs> or a handful true. of them out there that's like keep going back to. Okay, yeah. Find us find us online. Uh show notes at slowandsteadypodcast.com. B R H E A on Twitter. And, Absolutely. and Benedict. <laughs> yeah, and something long with Benedict and Daiki in it. Uh, talk to you next week. Yep. Bye. Bye.